You are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia. Carolyn, the bookworm. Madeline, the wild card. And Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Aloha and welcome to another episode of Mostly Murder But Sometimes Not, a podcast where four siblings gather together to talk about mysteries. My name is Katie, I'm the host for today's episode, and with me are my three siblings. Who are you? I'm Carrie. I'm Maddie. And I'm Tom Selleck. Thank you for coming. Gross. <laughs> that was not a good impression of him. I don't, I'm not, it's, I'm Mac. <laughs> I'm Mac. <laughs> the, the visual aspect of your impression, spot on. Great, I love it's it. It's pretty great. Excellent for this non-visual medium. I know. Well, we'll I mean, post we it. We got Insta. We got socials. <laughs> so, we are continuing our little mini 1980s mysteries that start with an M after doing Miami Vice and Murder, She Wrote. And we are covering Magnum P.I. Could you tell? Uh, <laughs> so, just a little background. Magnum P.I. is a 1980s TV show that ran from 1980 to 1988. And it stars the aforementioned Tom Selleck. As Thomas Magnum, who is a P.I. who lives on Oahu, Hawaii. Uh, Magnum lives in the guest house of Robin Masters, who is a reclusive writer who we never see throughout the entire course of the show. Although sometimes you hear his voice and it's Orson Welles, and I think that's really funny. I know. <laughs> so because Magnum is kind of hired. It's kind of vague, but quid pro quo to basically test the security of the estate that he lives on randomly. And then other than that, he just gets to live willy-nilly and be a PI and take on cases and stuff. The show also has a character, Higgins, who is the caretaker of the estate. And Higgins is a former British Army Sergeant Major. And he and Magnum kind of clash because it's kind of an odd couple. Like, one is uptight and one is super loose. And Magnum doesn't like to listen to Higgins and vice versa. Magnum also has two friends. One is TC. He's a helicopter pilot and runs tour vans. And the other is Rick, who has a bar. And they basically have a bunch of adventures together. Um, TC and Rick were both Marines. And Magnum is in the na- was in the Navy. And they all served in Vietnam together, which is actually brought up sometimes in the show. And the show is actually lauded. For being basically one of the first TV shows to show Vietnam veterans as just regular people who have ups and downs and not just like shell-shocked killers. So that's pretty cool. And other than that, Magnum P.I. is known for Magnum, his mustache, his hat, his shirts, his shorts, his legs, and his mustache. Did I already say mustache? Mm-mm. okay if you did before truly, it bears mentioning twice i know the mustache yeah. requires two mentions so this episode we chose is from season three and it's called of sound mind and for the first time ever i wrote down a synopsis Woo! ready <laughs> eccentric practical joster jokester millionaire wilson mcleish dies in a plane explosion leaving his estate and 50 million dollars to magnum who had done a pi job for him in the past 
A stipulation of the will means that Magnum has to move into the rich guy's house right away and basically inherits, quote unquote, his butler, Carlton, which is creepy. Um, Magnum is super jazzed for moving into this estate because it means Higgins no longer gets to control or bother him. Wilson's family is super pissed and threatened to contest the will. Meanwhile, Magnum's friends, TC and Rick, rip up his bar slash helicopter debts and, of course, become super nice and accommodating. Wilson's lawyer had given Magnum a videotape to watch alone, and when he does, it's of Wilson saying he believes he was murdered and wants Magnum to investigate. After breaking his leg, investigating bumps in the night, TC and Rick thinks the killer is now after Magnum too, because they want to also inherit the money. Magnum is forced, for inheritance reasons, to host a charity masquerade ball where he sees a suspicious character dressed as a grim reaper, while Magnum himself is dressed as a knight he follows the figure... And, for, and after some hilarious shenanigans with the suit of armor and leg cast combination, he finds Wilson McLeish totally alive and well in a hidden room. Wilson had faked his death to basically see how his family acted, I guess, and thought it would be fun to give Magnum a week as a millionaire. But Magnum is super pissed because he's like, if you had been killed, now I was in danger also, you jerk. Cut to Carlton the butler threatening the millionaire with a gun over the meager inheritance he was given, only for Magnum to turn up, and then they both reveal it was a water gun and wanted to get Wilson back by threatening his life as a joke. The end. That's just so ridiculous. <laughs> so. So. Um, did anybody else pick up on this just being Westing game, but with assholes? No. What I did pick up on this being was... Very similar to an episode of Murder, She Wrote that I watched uh, maybe a month ago. But instead of a private investigator inheriting a a very wealthy person's money, it was a dog. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that sounds better. And I don't know why we didn't do that one for Murder, She Wrote. Although, would you rather have a pet dog or pet Tom Selleck? Uh, I don't like that. I don't want to have a Um, pet human, thanks. No. (laughs) So the inevitable question, Carrie, have you ever watched Magnum P.I.? I've seen some various episodes, maybe like two or three, but not a whole lot. I remember TC bothering me. (laughs) I was thinking about that. How about you, Maddie? Never. This is the first one. Wow. Okay. Mac? Also the first one. Oh my God. Wow. OMG. I have probably seen 15 to 20 episodes randomly because it airs on basic air free tv cable <laughs> things <laughs> radio wave free t cable things okay you know what i mean the antenna it's the, the antenna channels um usually blast magnum pi there was a double feature that used to happen on mon- or on sundays and i'd catch it every once in a while but i pretty much only watched the episodes that had like fun things and not the ones that were like serious and about drugs or smuggling or something so <sighs> So how was your first experience with Thomas Magnum? I thought it was fun. I did it. I liked it. And I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't seem to take himself too seriously. Like he screams a lot. And, <laughs> uh, and I guess I enjoyed it more than I was expecting. Yeah. I actually read that originally it was supposed to be kind of Bondy because remember this was they had created this to kind of take over the lots from Hawaii Five O, mm-hmm. and the character was supposed to be more like a spy, like private investigator. And then Tom Selleck was like, no, I think it'd be more fun to do it as like kind of a whiny baby. <laughs> and he nailed it. 
Yes. Yeah. That was on purpose? <laughs> it was kind of on purpose. They wanted to create a character that I guess was a bit looser. And like, he was like, he was kind of thinking about the reaction to, I mean, he was a British, he was in the Navy SEALs, and, uh, not British, sorry, the American Navy SEALs. And he went through a lot of stuff and he was in like a lot of army things and obviously Vietnam. So then he's now kind of like, not retired, but he somehow like found his way into living for free in a guest house on a magical, beautiful estate in Hawaii. Driving a Ferrari. Drives a f- so here's the, he's allowed to drive the Ferrari, but everything else he has to ask permission for. So it kind of reverts him to an immature young childhood state. He's kind like, of teeny. Mm-hmm. The rubber chicken shows up more than once, and the gorilla mask—they're like his things. Because I looked it up, because <laughs> I was like, "Why does he share a special moment with the gorilla mask?" But I guess it's like Magnum has his like possessions, like his things, and they're all like trading cards and gorilla masks and joke stuff. Magnum's life is the ultimate, I would say, relatively harmless male fantasy of having all of the privileges of both teenage and adult life without any of the costs of either. Yeah. I mean, truly, he just sits around in Hawaii and drinks beer, and every once in a while he has to, like, do some security thing for the estate. <laughs> and, and then honestly, he just on the fine. <laughs> I've done, I, I worked for a catering business and I did security for them too. Well, actually, no, no, I did security for one day for the factory. Never mind. I've done security. I'm Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. She used to be parking enforcement. Well, yeah, that, um, not really parking enforcement. I didn't give out tickets or anything, but, uh, I would walk around the parking lots in downtown Grand Rapids, um, like I, one of the college campuses from 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. No. Real safe. Wow. Yeah. With, I had a walkie-talkie and a flashlight, so. <laughs> if I, and an yeah. air of authority. Totally safe if anything ever went wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, you know, nights that dudes would follow me around and I'd. Uh, so much fun. Yes, it was great. Was the flashlight heavy enough to smack him in the head? Mm, it probably wouldn't feel good, but it probably wouldn't incapacitate anybody. All right, but imagine that, but you only have to do it once every while, and you also get to live for free in Hawaii. Yeah, and I would do that 100%. I think I was yeah. paid like yeah. $8 an hour for that or something. Carrie is excited about the Ferrari. It was cool. I will say... I don't think as much as Hawaii Five-0, but this show obviously had some car s- stuff going on. Like, Robin Masters, the writer guy, has a bunch of cars, and the Ferrari is the only one he's allowed to, but Magnum likes to, like, he basically does whatever he wants and then apologizes later. Yeah, like, rips up that um, grass in the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. I was he like, does oh, a lot cool of like car, and then he, like... <laughs> sped it away on this like lawn beautiful lush lawn oh you jerk (laughs) yeah yeah he does that so mac your uh first introduction to the show what what did you think um so i didn't get as much time with here's the thing i could have handled another like 15 20 minutes of this just because i did enjoy 
so we're mid we're mid series here and ordinarily you get the most sense of what a character is in the beginning when they're trying to establish characters with the limited time they have or at the ending when they're kind of trying to wrap up storylines here in the middle you generally get just a lot of the normal person of them all and i would have liked to see a little bit more of of, of magnum and how he acts because he basically everybody else yeah, he didn't act any differently than I feel like any normal person would have. And that's kind of how shows go. Like in Bones, um, Hodgins, like first episode is like conspiracy theorist bug obsession. But in the middle, he's just a normal guy who's in a relationship. Yeah. So in this one, it's... It's a boring guy with a girlfriend. So in this one, all I knew about Orville, uh, about Rick and TC, were just (laughs) one of them owns a helicopter and the other one owns like a bar or club or something and they're friends with him and they like money. That's the only thing that matters about them, man. His name was Rick. I was like, oh, Orville Wright and Theodore uh, Calvin, right? Yeah. I can't read my writing. Yeah, Orville... He doesn't like his name, and at the very end of the show, they reveal his name is, like, Orville Wright Richard something something. Like, he doesn't like being named to the Wright Brothers, so he goes by Rick, and in the pilot, he owns Rick's American Bar or something that's supposed to look like the bar from Casablanca, and he it's, like, all 1930s themed, and I guess it didn't test well, and so they changed it to just, like, a Hawaiian exclusive members-only type bar club thing mm. but i find that interesting so magnum pi has existed in the zeitgeist and obviously like i've talked about it i've sent pictures whenever something ridiculous happens in an episode i've seen the theme song is actually my ringtone if my phone is ever on <laughs> noise dun, so, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> i love the theme song and 80s theme songs are great for ringtones actually because I've been listening to stuff with my Bluetooth headphones, every time I get a spam call, it plays in my headphones and I fully enjoy it. <laughs> but I'm curious because what you guys know about Magnum P.I. from pop culture, how much of the show were you surprised by or like were expecting? Well, what I knew from pop culture was Tom Selleck, mustache. So that, that really uh, it exceeded the expectations. Like he had a personality. He wasn't just like... A Any mustache solving crime. I would yeah, watch he forty minutes. He was attached to a person. I would have yeah. watched a forty-minute uh, just so you know that uh, montage they have during the credits. I would have watched forty-five minutes of that. <laughs> I mean, it is fun. That's why I like whenever it's on and I like need something in the background. It's a great show to go to. But every once in a while, it's something very serious. They do deal with their Vietnam stuff, which I find really cool. Um, like, especially because this is 80. So Vietnam had kind of ended-ish less than 10 years before. And people were still kind of trying to find their way. So that happened. There was one episode I watched where there was a woman he thought was dead. And she came back and he was all like, The episode before the one we watched was about him trying to help out one of his old Vietnam buddies who was accused of poison. Ooh. Yeah. Who was accused of poison. <laughs> so Some you get what I mean. Boys in the water hole. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, do we want to talk about how this wasn't even a mystery? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I guess I didn't even realize that until you said it immediately just now. What? We were, I dance- mean, 
We were dancing around it like a cowboy in a masquerade ball after loosing six <laughs> shots into an open crowd. Oh my, oh god. my god. Those costumes are we... pretty great, though. I love the pie. Did you see the pineapple? The... Yep! The yes! pineapple. I literally wrote. Yes. Pineapple. As, I want that costume. It's as so a great. cosplayer, I have to give props to every single costume that was involved here. The pineapple represented what it was supposed to be very effectively. Uh, the guy dressed as, as King Henry VIII. Oh my god! Very yes. well done. Higgins, Higgins. 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 It was so yeah. good. These costs. I wonder because it happens every year that everyone like knows it's coming, so they bring it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like. Kind of like there's just one costume shop on Oahu, and just once I want to go to a Halloween party where everybody just goes hard. Well, join a theater group, and uh, that'll happen. I I'll I'll consider that genuinely because I'm still pissed off for that one year I went to a Halloween costume contest and I lost to Sexy Pinocchio. <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Seriously. It's not actually because I know how she won. She brought eight friends who all voted for her. That's sad. That's not cool. That's stuffing the ballot box. Yes, it I was. Mean, Sexy Pinocchio, I think, is fun. But what were I mean, you, Max? Were you the ice? Uh, I was Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze. I had a. Not I had ice a. Man. <laughs> I had a handmade canister on my back. I spent the entire night steaming in my own vapors in that big plastic tub on my head. <laughs> Didn't you I shaved head? my head. You shaved his and head. And I lost shaved his head. <laughs> to a woman wearing tight shirt, short shorts, and painting two lines underneath the corners of her mouth. Not unlike what I have done today. I'm dressed as Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, I thought that was your sexy Pinocchio. <laughs> Did she even have a long nose? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh never my gosh. Mind. See, I was th- I was imagining <laughs> we were just talking about drag race. There was a queen one of the themes of season twelve of her the runways was buttons and bows, and a queen came out as Pinocchio, and it was oh. great. No, um, I think Milk did that in like season six. As oh, well. Milk definitely did a nose thing. I don't was yeah. it was it it might have been fully Pinocchio or not. This one was fully Pinocchio. Seven, it was cute. Season seven, season six. So that's what I was. I think Milk is six. Do not do not so think Bianca. the best. Do not think the best of this person. The most advanced thing they had was the tiny Pinocchio hat. So and that's not Mac, even the worst costume I've ever lost to. I will say then, theater departments throw parties. Now actors are hit or miss, but obviously you've got all the tech people. Remember my friend Alan? He went as an ent one year and he built stilts. Hell and yeah! The same year my friend Kevin went. As a satyr, and he also built stilts that made his legs go backwards. Goals. That was the one year that I really dropped the ball because I was designing a show and I was the only one doing everything because that's how I have problems delegating. <laughs> so that was the year I went as a ceiling fan. And I still made a hat, made a sweatshirt, made a foam finger, like full on like fan thing. Wow, what a slacker. The worst. I know. That's what I'm saying. Theater people bring it, especially in college when you just want to get drunk dressed as like Britney Spears. Like everybody think, at that party. Do you think Higgins was a, a theater person? Oh, 100%. Thousand, There's an yeah. episode I literally watched a couple like within the past two months where they're putting on a production of the Mikado and he convinces TC and Rick to do the part of the the three little maids in school are we. Oh my goodness. Like, 
I have to. Give, it's exactly as ridiculous as you imagine it to be. I want to give props to the sound department for this episode because they did realistically capture what it would sound like if somebody was in a real suit of armor. Because it it would be that annoyingly clanky, and it's not high pitched. It's well, it is high pitched. It basically sounds like you're just shuffling around a thing of silverware. And they got it. <laughs> and the entire time I saw him trying to sneak up on the Grim Reaper at that party, I was just kind of like. <laughs> Disadvantage on stealth checks. That makes right? Sense. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, and also I was like, <laughs> you're trying to like be sneaky and you're also trying to charge a door, but also you have a broken foot. So that whole yeah. night costume nonsense was just too much for me. Like when he's struggling with the visor and the helmet, I'm just like, just take the helmet off. Take the helmet off. Like you don't have to wear it. Well, like, I did think it was funnier. Tape, you know, hold it up. <laughs> I like too. to think that he put on the real armor because he was still afraid that he was going to get killed. I was thinking they were going to talk about that, but they yeah, I thought that there was going to be some sort of like shooting and his armor right. would protect him. Like there was like the whole thing is like not even a, a mystery because nobody dies. Nobody tried to kill anybody. Like as it was. So it was very silly. That's what I found interesting is like, so there is basically he was Wilson was caught because he went to go fetch the real will and was caught doing it. So the only thing Magnum did as a mystery was just notice that the Grim Reaper was unusual. Yeah. The end. Which I mean, you do need to have some uh, powers of observation in order to even be good. Higgins knew to look for a secret door. Yeah, I know. Like they, there was like I mean. I mean, the secret door thing was obvious. Hello. Yeah. And then also, like, I mean, as soon as you saw the Grim Reaper, did you guys think that Wilson was still alive? I knew Wilson. Like, yeah. Actually, I would like to know, did you think he had died at all? No. I thought maybe. Uh, I thought maybe up until the second videotape yeah. thing. No, I've got um my notes. They did this in Murder, She Wrote, but Magnum was a dog. That was because they they do the same thing with the videotape will. Really? Yes. And then like the people in like the living room who are like, oh no, we should have gotten all this money are like, we're going to contest this because it's a video will. And then the actual lawyer is like, nope, I got a paper one too. It's fine. And then underneath that one, it says, I wonder if he's actually dead. I think it was the first will. I was like, he might not be dead. Or, I mean, he might be dead. But then when the second one, he was like, I think I was murdered and I want you to find out who. I was kind of like, I don't. I don't think he's gone. Well, that guy just bothered the heck out of me the entire time anyway. I mean, he was awful. He was so obnoxious. I feel ashamed that it took me until he was pursuing the Grim Reaper in the party that it was like, oh, a prankster died. (laughs) <laughs> i know right yeah i'm i for a second i thought the butler might have done it like <laughs> truly well because even though the, he had a good rapport with magnum i was a little bit like uh, maybe like we we're all supposed to suspect the family so then i was like wouldn't it be funny if the butler did it <laughs> well because the butler is the one who a was supposed to check the plane for bombs and right. then B, right before Wilson flies off, he's like, hey, can I have Sunday off to attend my godson's baptism? And then the dude was like, no, I need you to throw things in the air while I shoot them. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Hold up. 
Wilson knew that he was going to fake his death at that point. He could not have got... There would have been nothing wrong with him just straight up being like, yeah, sure, why not? He's yeah, just an asshole. Yeah. If he's gonna... he, I think it would be... His behavior would have been questionable because if he's always an asshole and then all of a sudden he's very nice right before he dies. Yeah. Okay, good like, point. I think... The reason the other the one of the other reasons I thought that the butler might have done it is because when the plane explodes, both him and Simon, the cousin, are both very casual about it. They're like, oh. They're like, oh, All no, right. dear. Oh dear. I honestly but, didn't realize that Wilson was alive until I saw Wilson and in my head I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> Like it kind of makes sense after the fact. Yeah. I thought it was but, the lawyer in the Reaper costume. I was like, he's the only one who hasn't been shown at this party. You might I say mean, that he's got a quirk. Uh, it's no. a joke that uh, makes sense if you know that his name is Benton Quirk. That was a bad joke. Like, what would his quirk be? I thought it was funny. <laughs> quirk. Gosh, Mac, you look like Tom Selleck and it's really freaking me out. I don't... <laughs> You guys, he even did, like, the dimples and the eyebrows. Yeah. It's great. I feel, I just, for some, I need a cigar. For some weird reason, I feel like just this whole setup says I should be smoking a cigar right now. He probably smokes cigars. I actually don't remember. Either cigars I don't know if it's just, pipe. like, Sully from Uncharted or something, but just. <gasps> you do. I mean, Sully from Uncharted, I feel like, is 100% like a nod to Magnum. Oh, absolutely. Like the mustache, the tr- the shirts. The planes. I don't think like that. attitude. My dimples don't look like that. No, they don't. I think his dimples are more like in the chin, while yours are more the cheek. But he no, also he has... I think his are more he has lines, those lines, and Carrie's are little dots. dots. Little dots. I've got little divots. Dots. Little dots there. Little dots carry. He does have like the weird <laughs> divot thing in at least one cheek, though. I noticed that. But god damn it, the man is charming. Oh my god, he, he is. is so cute. Okay, can I tell you guys a personal story? So Obviously. No. One of my professors in college ran to him at a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my god. And evidently, like, they had ordered a donut. Then Tom Selleck was like, oh, hey, I was actually thinking of ordering that. Could you get something else? And then they're like, actually, no, that's what I wanted. And then Tom Selleck was like, yeah, but I'm Tom Selleck. And he was so disappointed when my professor didn't know who he was offhand. Wow. Did Which he... <laughs> uh, does lead up to the to the fact I mean, that Tom Selleck's from Michigan. Yeah, I thought that's cool. He's from was born in Detroit. He's the one who pushed for the Tiger's cap. Very He's cool. He's the one who like it became I thought I think that's very cool. And one of the things I find I like about the show is they do make very specific choices for Magnum. He likes jokes he likes the tigers he loves baseball and tom Selleck himself was born in the late 30s i think i and i was reading because i was wondering exactly why the tigers had other than like i knew he was from michigan i don't think it was the 30s he would be like 90 years old he was born i feel like in 38 or f- looking at 40. yeah he would be basically he was a, if he was 1945 born in- Okay, sorry. I was five years off. So he would have been young in the 50s when the Tigers were like doing cool stuff. 
apparently. Mm-hmm. So like when you're young and you live in a in the 1950s and you live in Detroit, you're gonna be a Tigers fan probably. Like grandpa. And if you're you know white and you probably have some money <laughs> and you're not trying to like live off of nothing. So people can like sports if they don't have money. That's very true. That's like a big thing. Like it's a communal bonding experience. You're right. Is you're liking right. your local sports. It's the box office like seat things that you can't get. The sweets. It's the I guess I'm thinking equalizer. about more now. Well, I'm thinking about more now when like you can't even watch baseball on TV because they've just monetized everything. Uh. Like in the LA, they don't even show the Dodgers games on local channels half the time and they don't show them on cable channels some of the time like the only way to watch a game is to go to the game and pay well we're talking about the 50s i was gonna say you know what i I can't describe how much i don't want to be a sports podcast (laughs) (laughs) well can i tell you the reason i know that is because there's a really really great podcast by Rhea butcher they host Uh, one called three swings and it started out as a show as kind of about baseball, but they quickly transitioned into, yes, about baseball, but also about sports and the patriarchy and misogyny. And it's very good. I recommend it. Everything Even in here. Even if you don't care about baseball. Anyway. Okay. I agree. I think it's very cool that um, they made definite decisions for Magnum and they stuck with it. Like, it wasn't like, I feel like it. it it would have been kind of easy to be like generic white guy detective, but and he it's not like he's not, but he has his stuff. He has his magnum, you know, fun loving spirit and like yeah. helicopter friend. And That's the Robert thing I was Chicken. thinking about. Yeah, Ron jo- or not Ron Johnson. What's his name? Don Johnson. Uh, I was thinking about Miami Vice and how like he's more of a caricature, whereas Magnum is more of a character. Like, yes. Yes. You get more of a sense of he's a real person who's kind of annoying. Like, that's one of the things I like about him is that he does make mistakes a lot, apparently. And he's annoying. And he's kind of annoying to a lot of people. And, like... Yeah. He's not universally liked. Like, um, yes, whoever the guy's name is in Hawaii, who I don't remember. Oh. Jack Lord? I don't know. I can't remember his character's name. Steve. Steve. (laughs) Why? (laughs) But yeah, I like that he's not, that he's, he's funny, but sometimes it's annoying and you're, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Carrie, how did you feel about his two friends? (laughs) Um... I don't know. They were interesting. Like every time I've watched Magnum PI with Carrie in the room, which has happened maybe twice, she hates TC. He's just not a good actor. Like it's like you you can see it so obviously that his play acting. Like he he's like a high school student on a stage to me. <laughs> I think he's almost worse. Really? Because at least a high school student has like heart and like a warmth and he's like just saying lines and looking cold and dead (laughs) (laughs) like i was thinking about you in the scene in the hospital where he's like trying to be like i'm genuinely concerned but you're like i don't know i yeah like i feel like it doesn't come across as well in this specific episode but like other ones where he's like more of a focus like there's that one where they get stuck on an island because they don't have gas 
and like I've I've seen it on accident more than once. And he's just he's supposed to be like frustrated and trying to like work on this helicopter and it doesn't come across at all and I'm just like <laughs> I can't deal yeah. with this. Uh I really wrote like, oh poor Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, actually we never finished talking about the mystery. No, we didn't. So because there we talked one. about how the practical Joker thing made us think he wasn't dead, some of us. <laughs> but like by the end, I actually kind of went back and watched some bits because basically I didn't realize like no one was trying to kill him. No. No. He just I guess he just decided to do it for fun and maybe to see if someone might. But here's my thing. In the show, he says he did it to try to see if any of his family tried to kill him. But he's the one who faked his own death. Right. So yeah. they wouldn't be acting guilty. And they yeah. wouldn't have had an opportunity to try and kill him. If he was so already So now dead. he basically. Because I, I didn't get why Magnum was so mad until I realized like. So you faked your own death to leave me the money and therefore they might actually try to get rid of me because there's no family connections to me and they want the money. Yeah. Like, I didn't get why Magnum was so mad. But also, like, but that doesn't even make sense either because they wouldn't, if they hadn't attempted to kill Wilson, I don't think they would attempt to kill Magnum, you know? But Wilson was technically family. Like, there might be something. They might be more incentivized to kill somebody who's not family in order to get that money. Only if they had attempted to kill Wilson, I think. You know, like... Yeah, because think of... If if Magnum then goes, Oh, well, great. Now I'm going to set up my own will with all the money I now have. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like... Wilson's trying to see if any of his family is a murderer by faking his own death but then he's taking out the person that they would have killed right and he is way more annoying than magnum like i would have killed wilson over magnum if i had to kill someone (laughs) yeah this is like as i've said a shittier version of westing game because there's so much stuff that wilson could not have planned for uh like uh like what if Magnum had renounced his his inheritance in the will? What if Magnum had fully embraced his uh, acceptance of the will and then uh, just become somebody with all of that money and stopped trying to be an investigator? What if Magnum had been like, hey, this is a bit ostentatious for me, so I'm just going to give all of the money to a bunch of charitable causes and run the fuck away? Yeah, I think he should have. Yeah. That would have been funnier. That genuinely And the other problem is when Magnum caught up with Wilson, Wilson asked him after roughly a week and about 5 minutes of mystery inside of this goddamn thing, <laughs> "Hey, who do you think did it?" And I wanted Magnum to straight up say, "I don't know. I talked to uh, Marina Papesco a little bit and then that's it. That's all of the mystery that I had to solve." Also, it's like, who did it? You did, idiot. <laughs> you fucking. Like, I'm not. I'm not supposed. To, you're not supposed to say idiot. Like you did. You like. I know. You dingus. Gasps. Yes. You. You yabo. You asshole. Moron. Like, no, you can't say moron either. What? Yeah. No. It it's hasn't a- been used as a medical term since the 20s. It's on your list. I sent you Mac. 
Anyway, yeah, yabo. Yes, he's a total yabo. He's a total asshole. He's cruel, as is pointed out n- numerous times. Like, yeah, even by people who kind of like him, like the butler. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I want to point out one potential act of cruelty, and that was rigging the gun to fire after it had been pulled oh. out of the case. Yeah, like you could. So yeah, at, he could have killed somebody at the somebody. time. At the time, I thought cruel. Wilson was dead, and I was confused about the concept of post-mortem murder. If the gun had been pointed towards a person when it was pulled out of the case, Wilson would have straight up killed either the butler or Magnum. Yeah. But I, I'm i sorry. We glossed over it. His fucking name is Magnum. <laughs> That's awesome. That is very cool. <laughs> I didn't know his first name was Thomas. <laughs> Until Thomas this episode. Sullivan Magnum. Yeah. That's a great name. Apparently Kenzie Michael Magnum. <laughs> they Triple <don't>... M. <laughs> they don't call him his name. Like, it only happens a few times in the whole series, and we just oh. happen to catch an episode where, because he's inheriting a bunch of money, his full name gets used. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Higgins might have called him Thomas in the beginning. Maybe. I can't remember. Because I guess in the beginning, they're definitely more of an antagonistic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they kind of grow into like a mutual fondness, even though we still don't like each other by the end. Because apparently, I didn't actually read up on this. I should have. At the end of season seven, I think they killed off Magnum, but people were mad. So they came back for season eight and he was like, actually not dead. Oh. But they originally intended the series to end with Magnum's death. They sure locked him. I, well, I was thinking Buffy. <laughs> they summoned oh. him. They summoned him back into existence with a pentagram, with like a mustache, a Hawaiian shirt, a mai tai, and like a couple of really stuff. short yeah. shorts. Yeah, chicken. You guys, we have to talk about the short shorts. I love them. <laughs> they're such a staple of the show, and I love. He's one of the only dudes that wears them, but I like it. I was waiting this whole episode for them to show up, and they didn't show up until he showed up in the hospital with his cast. Yes, that was a great moment. I was just I was waiting like, for finally. more short shorts. I was well, like, you, why I isn't know. anybody else wearing short shorts? It is Hawaii. It's hot. Yeah, why aren't right. you wearing shorts? I do think it happens a little bit more, but I think partly just because at the time, Tom Selleck just had great legs. Yes. You like, know, he would have been like 38. How tall for is le- he? For legal reasons, we cannot confirm nor deny whether he still has great legs. <laughs> But on video, at this point, his legs are great. Yeah. You know what I had forgotten, though, until I was researching last night? What? Like, it is, it's because I was like, he's so, like, cool and that he's a little bit sun damaged, I can tell, because it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, but he, you know, he's like 38 at this point, if I did my math right. Is it and that I forgot he was that... almost Indiana Jones? No, I did remember that. He literally lost out on Indiana Jones because of this role. Because they were going to shoot. But you know what sucked? I didn't know this. So he had to turn down the role of Indiana Jones because he had to film Magnum P.I. But then the filming got pushed. So he actually, like, pushed six months. So he actually could have done Raiders of the Lost Ark. And could then do Magnum P.I. Wow. But Can you imagine I Indiana Jones think... with a mustache? Yes. I don't know. I think I, yeah. 
Is anybody else looking forward to Indiana Jones, but with the frail body of Harrison Ford now? Is it happening Actually, again? Yes. Yep, Indiana just... Jones 5, it's happening. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in a... Harrison Ford is coming back. Carrie just shared with me, and you all, that Phoebe Waller-Bridge has just been announced to be in it, and now I don't know how to feel because... Beforehand, I was like, I'm just going to not really pay attention like I didn't really pay attention to the four. And it's not part of canon in my brain. But I love her. So now I'm like, well, we love Kate Blanchett, too. That's true. And here's the thing. She doesn't have creative involvement. So maybe she's just like, honestly, if I could get a ton of money for like showing up in something, I'd do it. She might have creative input. We don't know. That's true. That's why I'm interested to see what happens with Bond 25, because she, like, wrote some of it. And Bond is notoriously misogynistic, and I think it'd be interesting to see what she does. Anyway. Anywho. It would be weird if Tom Selleck anyway, had been Bond. Not Bond. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been weird if he was Bond, too. <laughs> Especially as an American. Oops. <laughs> um. No, actually, the other... Th- wait. What was the thing I learned that I thought was weird? You, uh, Indiana Jones. Sorry. Um, oh, 80s. I had forgotten that he was a love interest for Monica on Friends. Yes! Yeah. And a big part of that was he was like older but still sexy. Yes. And then I was like, he would have been like in his late 40s. That's why you want him to have a cigar, Mac. I think that's why you want him to have a cigar. It's because he's Cause in of- Friends. Because Richard. Richard had a mustache and a cigar. It's more Sully. Uh, but. <laughs> okay. But also I was like, it didn't occur to me how weird, how like that really hits different nowadays that he's 48 and Monica would have been 25 maybe. Jesus. Yeah. Like in the beginning of the show, friends, I think they're all supposed to be like mid to late 20s. Definitely so, like, oh god i'm yet. as old as the friends from friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm older i think like ah! well ross is the oldest one could i have any more of an existential crisis <laughs> no <laughs> oh man but yeah i was like could you like could you imagine dating someone 20 plus years older like 20 to 30 years older than you no the oldest i could go is well, yes. eight years older than me no that's not the role is it? No, I'm just saying the oldest uh, I would go half is... Half your age plus eight. The oldest I would go is how old Chris no, Evans is. No, that's for the younger. <laughs> the oldest you go is how old Chris Evans is. Yes. So in that sense, you'd extract oh, yeah. eight from your age Very and then multiply convenient. by two. <laughs> so extract eight from my age. So, no, it's half your age plus eight. That's the rule. Half your age plus eight is how young you can go. Uh, but so how... mine would be a 50-year-old? Oh. What? Because minus 8 from 33 is 25, and then double that is 50. I don't like that. So wait, 50, half 25 plus 8 is 33. Yeah. Which is how old I am, because I'm Jesus. Yeah. You know what? I have been waiting for this to become a baseball and math podcast, (laughs) so I can finally leave. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, oh, oh my god, no. His okay, so do we know how tall Tom Selleck is? Because his Wait. legs were very long and lean in this show, and you can see like 
the thigh muscle when he confronted the butler and I was like this legs is very nice. all the way up to his ass he has beautiful <laughs> legs yes. and I really actually appreciated the eye candy for women slash people who are attracted to men yes because that didn't happen in the 80s a lot I feel Were they a lot of it was that? more male power fantasy and I feel like actually I found this really interesting because a lot of the 80s stuff was male power fantasy in terms of the cocaine and the muscles and the like cars and fashion cars and cars and and the guns but magnum has an almost like feminized quality about him even though he's the most manly man to like it's i think it's partly the leg the legs like we're just not used to that in 2021 of men wearing short shorts like that like straight men wearing short shorts like that and he has that pink shirt that's open like four buttons down. Yeah. And it's very tight. He wears tight clothing. He's like the healthiest male fantasy that. I've seen from the era. Yeah. What? But it's I it takes a really a man comfortable in his own skin to wear a tight pink shirt like that, I feel. Especially in nineteen eighty three or four, whenever this came out. I can see you that. Know? But it's something I never considered until I was watching it because truly because of the like how we have gendered color. <laughs> Does he ever have like a love interest? Yeah, it happens every once in a while. His if I remember correctly, he married a woman in Vietnam. Well, cuz he actually I think I feel like he stayed in like he basically stayed in the navy according to the canon of the show, he was basically in the navy. Until he (laughs) he left with because he was kind of like disillusioned with it, and then he basically moved to Hawaii and was a kind of a beach bum for six months until he got this cush job with Robin Masters Estate. You do see every word you just said makes sense. Yes, he married a woman in Vietnam, but then she was super Catholic, and she had thought her previous husband was dead, but he (gasps) was not. Oh no! So they had the marriage annulled. And then Magnum thought she died during the like siege and whatever in Saigon. Um, but so he lived most of his life kind of as a widower. But then she turned out not to be dead. But I don't remember like what happens with that. Okay. I just remember like he at this point in the show, I, I'm pretty sure he's definitely still like. I think that's one of the other things. He's already like gone through the army, gone through Vietnam, lost his wife. First to, like, her first husband and then to supposed death. Like, that's why I think it's interesting that he's such a jokester-like person. But he'll always have the chicken. He'll always have the chicken. (laughs) Do we want to do notes? Yeah, I was just about to suggest that. And I think I want to start with Maddie. Um... I... My notes were mostly observational and, I guess, reactions to the things that i saw That's like what tom selleck are <laughs> <laughs> wait what um in the title sequence he's it was a shirtless wet tom selleck more like yeah. tom slick no i don't know about that but i'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that joke was a real magnum pu Oh, uh, that was two worse. joke box. <laughs> two joke box gone. You're gonna be fired. Um, and then oh, the eyebrows because at the end he like tilts his head and like 
eyebrow. Smack, shut up those face eyebrows. Carrie, I love it. No, get out. <laughs> um, And then my first note was, okay, rude rich guy no one likes. Already talking about Will. I wonder what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, for- I forget the context of this one. Why do this terrible thing? <laughs> uh, the saxophone yes i oh. think it is yeah so uh we didn't mention that um magnum finds a thrift store uh saxophone, saxophone. and he's like i was the second best saxophone player in my band in high school of two people <laughs> Um, so he's trying to play the saxophone, and Higgins is like, why do this terrible thing? <laughs> can, can, um, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I think you got the same thing as me. Let's talk more about math. Magnum does math like I do math. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, Katie, but that was my next note. <laughs> I said, sounds like Magnum and Katie have a similar sense of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was like, I owe. <laughs> he was like, well, I owe you four hundred dollars, but I only have one hundred and twenty dollars, and I found a saxophone for a hundred dollars, so I'm gonna buy a saxophone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no way I can pay you back anyway, so why don't I just buy this thing? <laughs> I wrote down. Oh, where did I write it? Magnum's math sounds like me. Yep. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, amazing. sorry about okay. it, Katie. Maddie, it's I. Li- it's fine. It's yeah, I'm, I'm mostly better. Yeah. We'll see. Um, oh, I forgot I was going to look up pictures of children with big eyes. What? Wasn't that like an art thing? Yes, There's it was. one artist that does it, but I was also thinking Anne Gettys. <laughs> was like she the photographer the with yeah. like Fruit of the Loom babies? Yeah, like babies in flower pots and stuff. Whatever I, it is, the butler I was like, my- it's tacky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, I think you're thinking of Margaret Keene. Uh, two, I put down on my notes, anime? No. I thought, that's kind of my first thought any as well. Um, but, I don't oh, know. Oh god, I want, I want, now I want Magnum P.I. anime. Yeah, I don't. You know what, it probably okay. exists. There's probably a mega out there. And then I said, yeah, Agatha Christie book. Um, yes. Magnum is reading in bed. Um, short, short, Selick. Why don't the dogs like uh, Magnum? That is an in-joke because Higgins has two dogs named Zeus and Apollo. Mm. And he uses them to kind of, like, they don't like Magnum either and they bark. So it was kind of an in-joke in the show that, because they also look like those two dogs. Oh, okay. Who are named, who are also named. Tristan and um, Isolde. Tristan and Isolde. Yeah. Which is like, so... It's kind of a joke that even though he's moving to a new estate, these dogs still hate him. <laughs> I, I said, are they the murderers? Um, I mean. Because, yeah, I don't know. I feel like dogs. Of Magnum. I feel maybe. like dogs would like Magnum. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, he's fun. Dogs he would can sense, play, like. He would play fetch any day. They don't like that there's something cuter than them now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> Jealous um, of those legs. I really liked the Elvira band. It was Elvira, I think, was the lead slash guitar. Yeah. And then there was that an band astronaut, is from I think, Hawaii, which I thought something was something cool. else. Yeah. Love the pineapple costume. Is the Reaper the lawyer? Then I already said Magnum screams a lot. I said the gun <laughs> is broken. 
But because when you looked at it, it was kind of the end of the barrel looked like it was off, kind Mm. of, like twisted. Um, But I'm guessing that is just because it was a squirt gun. Also, (laughs) what was in that squirt gun? Right? Oh, my God. Like, either whiskey or orange soda. Is it gr- is it gravy or piss? I what? thought it was water. It was, yeah, I thought it was oil. Was it color? It looked it kind of orange. orangey. It was like orange oh. and like slightly thick and gross. I just thought it it was tan. I didn't actually notice that it was other anything other than water. It's well, yeah. Maybe it was Pink oil, gun. and then after they walked away, he got set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we can only maybe hope. tiki torch oil. Uh. And then my other question, I was going to look up, but I also did not do that. But why did only Frankenstein have a credit? There was like a guy in a Frankenstein costume. Oh, I don't know. Like, maybe he's known? I don't know. I actually had the same question because I was like, he didn't talk. Yeah. He didn't fire directly into the camera. (laughs) Yeah. like He was no different than anyone else at that masquerade. Anyway, that was the last of my notes. All right, Mac. All right. <clears throat> One, the millionaire, while he was flying his plane, just as it exploded, it transitioned from the smooth jazz he was listening to to the absolute murder of whatever the hell Tom Selleck was playing. Uh, that was an excellent transition, and it just made me think of that recorder cover of My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next. So at first, when I was watching it, I was thinking... When Wilson's video will was being played, he made a bunch of comments responding to things that people in the room said. And when I was watching it, I was like, those comments wouldn't have made sense if they had said literally anything else. And then it made me think, oh, he was still alive at that point. He might have some sort of proto Skype going on just so he can be like, stay ahead of the curb. I don't think the curve. The curb? Curve. curve. It's curve. Stay ahead of the curve with a V. But he might have had some kind of proto Skype. I don't know when video calling was invented or when the time before then when millionaires had access to it. Uh, didn't we talk about this during um, the Boston Blackie episode? Because they had a ring doorbell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Which we don't think is possible. Also... It was a VHS tape. There is no way that that could have been any sort of Skype. I mean, is that I what the TV is connected Mac. to, though? Yes. Mac, I disagree with you. It was a built-in VHS. <laughs> I think his family could have said other similar things, and the responses would sound... Like, they could say, like, this isn't fair! And he could be like, yes, it is. Like, I don't know. Like, I, when I was watching it, I had the same thought, but then I was like, there are other things that they probably could have said that would still have made sense. All right. Uh, next up. Can't believe none of us did this. Uh, the inheritance that Magnum was set to inherit was $50 million, which in modern day money would be $136,276,683.94. Next. Nice. Wow. Uh, Simon said the legalese in that meeting of like, do you immediately uh, intend to forfeit the inheritance uh, so fast? I thought he'd end it with no takesies backsies. (laughs) (laughs) Next. I don't know about you guys. I might be a little too working class at this point, but I don't know what the fuck I'd do with a butler. 
I'd ask them to go get something from the other room, or I can get it myself. It's it's it's. I don't, I feel like I would more rely on him to run the estate because I would have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Exactly. The butler knew more about what Magnum would ask of the butler than the butler. Yeah. I'd probably if he if he asked me for my coat, I'd probably just be like, no. Huh. I did think it was funny when he was like, "Can I take your hat and coat, your dirty baseball cap, and your windbreaker?" Yeah, it was pretty funny. I yeah, I don't know if I would. I don't think I would know what to do with a butler, but I could use a cook. All right. Yeah, I'd rather a cook than a butler. Yeah. I mean, actually, no. I kind of like cooking now. Uh, next up, Marina. Terrible poker face on the whole. Did somebody kill him? Oh. I know she didn't kill him, but still. It, I don't know how you can have a poker face for a uh, a hand you don't have. I don't know. But it's mm-hmm. bad. I just assumed she killed him just from how she be. <laughs> and finally, when chasing down that Grim Reaper, Magnum still having hope that he could catch up to the killer after having spent so much time failing to break down a door, spending time literally on his ass, failing to find the obvious secret door, because why would a millionaire have a blank room that goes nowhere? (laughs) Yeah, right? I do think he was extremely optimistic for thinking he could catch up, even if he had gotten up right away from the floor and run through the door, because... He's in a suit of armor and a cast. Yeah, and his cane is now broken. He it takes a up. while He's to get screaming. out of a full suit of armor. <laughs> I mean, you also you need know. assistance. Yeah, I I agree with you that way. Um, yeah, all right. that's all my notes. Carrie. All right. Um, Maddie, I also noted the eyebrow waggle at the end of the credits. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really hated Wilson. He sucked. Uh, yeah. Is Wiggins... Wiggins? Is Higgins... <laughs> <laughs> is Higgins supposed to be, like, the comic relief? He is not necessarily the comic relief, because everyone kind of is sometimes. But he's supposed to be, like, the casual foil. So, So the comedy is in him being put in situations like... This ridiculous costume. So is he supposed to be comical? Yes. He doesn't think he's comical, but his reactions are supposed to be comical because it's like, Magnum, you brought, you had a party tonight and you brought in all these people and now the estate is a mess. You fool. Now I've got to clean all, you know. Well, like he's, I feel like he's set up to be like, oh, this intelligence is funny and I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, he yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of random will readings in shows that I've been watching lately. Like there was one in Dollhouse, um, that I watched with my friends. There was obviously the one in Murder She Wrote that I told you guys about with the TV the dog. tape and the dog, yep. Um, there was this and I feel like there's more that I'm forgetting. But... Knives out, Western game. Well, no, but I mean like more recently. Like I've been I feel like I've oh. seen this scene. Over and over. Well, what have you been watching? Dollhouse? Firefly? The Great Prodigy Throwdown? Yes. Uh, (laughs) That one. The Nanny? 
<laughs> was there a will reading in the nanny? There could have been. I don't know. Anyway, um, they did this in Murder, She Wrote, that Magnum was a dog. Uh, both Higgins and Carlton, the butler, said cruel. Like, cruel. Cruel. Like, it's so cruel. Like, it's a, they made it a multi-syllabic word, and I don't think it's supposed to be. It's um, a very posh British RP thing. Uh, does, are there, like, a lot of voiceovers that happen in Magnum P.I.? Yes, actually, I wanted to ask you guys about that. Did you expect, like, he narrates in almost every episode. Was that expected? No. No. Most of the episodes actually usually start with him talking about whatever he's doing or whatever case. But he does narrate almost everything. And I never noticed it in other episodes, but I feel like he looked in the camera a couple times. Oh. But it was only when he had the saxophone. Definitely. Mm-hmm. At the end, and then with the saxophone, I feel like he looked at the camera. I didn't. It's almost that. like we're in on this joke together. Huh? But yeah, he does narrate, which I find enjoyable. To be honest, I love the shorts. <laughs> One of the costumes is a pineapple. Grim Reaper is Wilson. Uh, how tall is Tom Selleck? Higgins' costume is amazing. Oh, we still haven't looked that up. Looking it, it up. His costume was really good, though. The Henry VIII with, like, the beard and the clothing was so detailed. and The gouty legs. Yes. <laughs> and what, Mac? Six foot four. Oh, nice. Mm, okay. Damn. That's why he's got those stems. For real. Um, Them trunks. Those dogs must have been barking because that's 100% beef. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Lean muscle. Um... But yeah, I know Higgins' costume, like, the the proportion of everything was really nice. It was just very, it was well executed. Even the beard. Like, yeah. For half a second, I was like, does Higgins have a beard <laughs> that I didn't remember? Right. Yeah. Um, And then in the end, I was like, it's over already? Like, when we, <laughs> we saw the credits, I was like, this is it? Like, there's literally nothing. There's no mystery. There's he wasn't a target of anybody because nobody was targeting Wilson. Like, what is what? I was not happy about that. Also, Wilson's plan was for Magnum to reveal something and then re- like come back to life. Right. I was like, what were you waiting for him to reveal? Nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> Which one was trying to kill him? I mean. I don't, I don't, I think you've got a little too much confidence in Magnum's ability to prevent someone from killing him. He almost died from a step. Well, I know. Yeah. That, seriously, like the only danger involved in this is that the house is old. And how did it like <laughs> just crumble under his weight? I don't know. I think that can happen with old houses. Yeah. But anyway, like it was weird. Like the, like there were, I think the pacing was maybe not the best. Like there were a couple moments when I was watching and I was like, I got bored and was like, I want to be on my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but then it ended so soon. Like, and there was like no, nothing was really resolved because there was nothing wrong. It was I know. Weird. I was like, how does that guy go back to having this butler who threatened him with a gun? But then, cause I did not like that. I did not like that they're threatening him at gunpoint. But then I was like, but this guy is such an asshole practical joker that maybe after the fact he would have thought it was funny. 
there was more chance of Wilson killing his butler with a gun than the butler killing him. Yeah. It's just, it did, I agree, Carrie, that it felt like it almost ended abruptly because I feel like we needed one more scene with Magnum, like, back at the estate or something. Like, Yeah, it would just, it felt odd. Anyway, those are my notes. Cool. Katie. All right. Um, what is it with the eighties and this week on montages? <laughs> like they start every episode with what's about to happen. I find that weird. I'd almost rather what happened last week. Um, we didn't talk as much about how amazing the theme song is, and we love it, and I love it, and it apparently reached all the way up to number twenty five on the Hot One Hundred chart in May nineteen eighty two. So nice. it was popular as a song. Um, what is it with the eighties and joke car horns? <laughs> like having the car horn play songs. I don't know. That was a thing. I mean, we had one yeah. growing up. Yep. It was probably it just like the Notre Dame thing. It was probably just new technology at that point. Like, oh my god, I'm an individual. It just it reminded me of the Mediator series. I knew you were gonna say it. Um, now I'm just Simon's... thinking of what those horns would sound like in a crash. Bad. Ugh, I don't, I don't want that. Not a not a lethal one. Uh, Simon's hair and glasses made me laugh for some reason. <laughs> I think it was just so 80s that I was like, wow. Um, the rich guy's headphones with the jazz thing were so cheap looking. <laughs> like, he put on his, like, aviator cosplay and then put on those headphones to play jazz music over it. Um, we talked about Magnum looking into the camera. I thought it was badass that when the plane went over the butler and Simon that the butler didn't duck at all. Yeah. Even though <laughs> Simon did. Um, or he's just like, about and it's terminally it chill. <laughs> yes. He's like, yeah. I'm ready to go at any time. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Saxophone math. Oh my God. Marina's makeup. I hated. It was so <laughs> 80s. I know it would have looked normal to people at the time, and but to hair. us it was like blue. Pink lips, such bright blush. It just reminded me of growing up and mom like using lipstick to put blush on us when we did like synchro and dance and stuff. And it was just red, <laughs> red dots on our cheeks. Like there are those pictures of Carrie and I from when we were, their par- when we were in the same dance class the one year and yeah. we both had the peppermint outfits. Like you literally look like Pee Wee Herman. It's oh. like black eyebrows, red cheeks. It's stage black. makeup, Katie. I know, but it just, it looked bad. Marina, I'm sorry. Um, the lawyer was having a lot of fun with it, which is why I was wanted to ask you guys, did you think the lawyer knew that he wasn't dead? Yes. He'd kind of have to. Because otherwise, like, he'd actually release the money. Like, I feel like Wilson might have told his lawyer, like, I'm going to fake my death. I'm going to leave it all to Magnum. If he wants money, I guess just kind of give it to him. But don't let him like. I think he spend would have. All of it. I think he would have run it by his lawyer just to make sure that he doesn't actually lose his money. The lawyer just being like, "Oh yeah, but, totally." But normal he rich had a full response. funeral and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, in order to yeah. make sure that things weren't actually turned over and that he would be able to get all of his money back. He I would, guess. Yeah. He would have had a ton. Um. I love that the butler pronounced Van Gogh correctly. Or yeah. Gogh. Although he's British, so they do that. Um, <laughs> in the middle is when pronounced I realized correctly? that... 
<laughs> well, sometimes. Worcestershire. Um, the moment when he, they referred to the rich guy as a practical joker, I was like, oh, wait, he's not dead. Um, I like the shot of Magnum watching the second VHS because they had the antenna as a circle and then straight through to Magnum. I thought that was a really artistic thing. I wasn't used to it. Um, I was really bummed out that Marina is like now throwing herself at Magnum because he's got the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought it was cool that he was like, let yourself out, lady. Yeah. Um, so you know the way out. Right? It was really gross that Magnum has a full glass of milk just in his bed. Yeah. <laughs> not even in his bedside tape, but was lying on the bed next to him. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't do that when I have like a bottle of water and it's just like. milk. It was a glass of milk i know like that's not <laughs> it was great gross um i do love a masquerade ball it was great and then i hated ha 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 cross-dressing isn't it so funny like yeah. i thought it was weird like rick obviously you wanted to wear this dress because you allowed everyone to put on full makeup to look like a french lady and so. a wig and a wig and everything some people just aren't ready to embrace their truth <laughs> Um, it was that part felt very dated to me. Absolutely, like, isn't it funny that a man is dressed as a woman? Um, I thought Magnum might have put on another costume and left the suit of armor somewhere, so it looked like he was one place but was another, and then he didn't, and I was disappointed. That's like would have been good, right? Like, cause you could stand up that suit of armor somewhere, and then yeah, whatever. but then if someone tried to talk to it and nobody responded, yeah. and also he was still in a. Um, cast. cast yeah um i think the rest of my notes are things we already covered pineapple door secret place um and then my last note with the butler like you left me nothing and i was like he left you forty thousand dollars that's not nothing right like back then 50 no but he didn't like, actually do it i know i guess but it just felt like disingenuous but also, I guess if you serve someone for 25 years, you might expect more than, let's say, a two-year salary back then. Mac? $105,628.11 today. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I don't know. I mean, I would be very happy with $100,000. <laughs> I know, right? Please, yes. I would like to just lay down the fact, if anybody wants to give me $100,000. I'm I'll open take, to the suggestion. I'll take very good care of it. Yeah. <laughs> For a very short while until it's all gone. Yes. And then I don't have debt. Woo-hoo. Um. So those are my notes. I have a couple fun facts oh that God. I want to share with you. Okay. <laughs> Number one, I just we just need to acknowledge that they have rebooted Magnum P.I. It did premiere in 2018 and it is still airing. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same except Higgins has kind of split into two characters. There's Juliet Higgins. Who's an MI6 agent? What? Who is supposed to protect the estate? Oh my God. And then there's um, Kuma Tuleta, I believe is how it's pronounced. I might be wrong. Who is the cultural curator of the state of the estate that Magnum lives on in the reboot? So, but TC and Rick are there. And actually, Rick is played by Dave from Happy Endings, which I totally forgot he was in the what? reboot. Oh my God. Dave. Right? Wow. And, but it's still like TC has a helicopter and Rick has a bar. So that part's the same. Um, does the Magnum character have a mustache? No. <gasps> That's the worst part. 
It's the absolute worst part. It's cool because it's, I believe, Jay Hernandez. So it is someone who's not a white dude. But other than that, he doesn't have a mustache and I don't agree. I'm actually fine with that. Because if they just tried to make Tom Selleck happen again, it would kind of be... It's like when they rebooted Evil Dead and they didn't bring in uh, Ash Williams. I guess. It's just, it's... I mean, when I asked you guys what you knew about Magnum P.I., the answer was mustache. <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah, That's the only thing. And uh, now they get to see what they can do without it. And the Carrie. answer is, none of us have heard of it before. Do they no. have, like, the... I mean, I don't know if you know this, but do they have, like, the will they, won't they with Juliet Higgins, the MI6 agent? And I have no idea, but I assumed, just because, like... How things are. A, the, yeah. How the world works today in television. Um, the only thing I really know is he still drives a Ferrari. I'm Woo. pretty sure. And I think it's red. Yes. So, um, <laughs> this is slightly depressing, but also kind of funny. On September 16, 2017, 45 men who were dressed as Magnum were kicked out of a Tigers game for smoking and catcalling women oh wow they were there for a bachelor party i guess so of course it got a little out of hand and they were warned a couple times like you cannot smoke in here guys you can't yell at people and apparently you're in a bachelor party your dress is magnum pi you're at a tigers game they just went a little bonkers it could have been been cool but if it was a bachelorette party (laughs) i know i was looking for women and there were no women in this group and i was very disappointed but also it was star wars night at the park. What? So not only were there at least 45 men dressed as Magnum, there were also a bunch of Star Wars cosplayers. <laughs> oh my and I goodness. was like, what a night at the game. <laughs> like, If only they had been respectful towards women. Right. Speaking of so, the patriarchy, do you know what our PBS is? Or actually, Katie, are you done with your facts? No, I'm not. I'm I sorry. Go ahead. Actually, I have one more fact and then just a comment. Um, I recognize the voice of the butler. And at first I was like, maybe he just sounds so much like Higgins. Because he did. Mm-hmm. But then I looked it up and he is the voice of Francis, the bulldog in Oliver and Company. Ah! Oh. Mm. So I, I was like, I place that. I wouldn't have either until I heard it or like I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely hear it. Yes. Because for some reason we loved Oliver and Company a lot. <laughs> when we were younger yeah. i think because carrie just liked the cat i don't know did i because he looked like buttercup oh yeah oh yeah and it's got georgina and bet midler anyway oh yes he also has done a ton of voice work mac like he did a, a couple episodes of batman the animated series he played kingpin for the spider-man animated series like he's done a ton of voice work wow um yeah and then my last little comment I did look up a lot of information. I just want to give a shout out to magnum-mania.com. It hasn't been updated for a couple of years. The last posts were about the reboot and also about the death of the man who played Higgins, which was three years ago or four years ago. But it does have quite a lot of information, including the fact that most people think that this is one of the funniest episodes of Magnum P.I., and I wonder if that's because there's no actual crime. No Ooh. one dies. No one is really hurt even other than emotionally. So and one foot. Yeah. I think people allow are like 
feel like they're allowed to have more fun with this because there's nothing at stake necessarily by the end. Yeah. Maybe. So. Anyway. If you're ready I, for the PBS. Can I guess? Sure. One lady, 17 men. <laughs> Close. It was nine men. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. One woman who is shrill and annoying and wears too much makeup. And throws herself at rich opinion, men. I guess wear whatever makeup you want, but I thought it looked bad at the end. Yeah. And nine men. Ugh. All got names. So that was disappointing. <sighs> So anyway, any final thoughts about Magnum P.I.? We need stars and stabs. Would you ever... Oh, yeah. Carrie, stars, stabs. Stars, two. Stabs, seven. <laughs> Great. Is that the opposite? <laughs> yes, that is the opposite. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, wait, what mystery was she solving? Stabs, yeah. two. Stars, seven. Okay. You didn't know that the dogs were actually one person in an elaborate costume. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Um, I think that there was a little bit of a mystery, so I'll say stabs five stars seven. Mac. Stars six point five, stabs three. Alright. I'm going I agree with Maddie. I think st- the stabs are five because the mystery is that there isn't one the mystery is that he's not dead and he set it all up so that kind of is a mystery um and stabs i go with eight just because i had a lot of fun watching it i obviously have watched other episodes and they're enjoyable so i'm i wouldn't seek it out maybe unless i needed like background stuff but that's what i use (laughs) british stuff for (laughs) so um thank you for listening if you would like to join us with more context next time we are watching the pilot episode of lucifer with tom ellis (laughs) tom ellis carrie's very excited he played gary on miranda attractive (laughs) that's his claim to fame later uh in the netflix episodes you see his butt Woo! But none of the pilot. Well, why are we even doing this? I know. Um. Anyway, so join us next time. If you want to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram and a Twitter at Mostly Murder Pod. Whoever runs it is very funny. Um. You should definitely check those out. <laughs> we have a website. <laughs> we have a website, Mostly Murder But Sometimes Not dot com, where we have show notes, pictures, and all that kind of stuff. Um. In case we get stuff wrong, that's where we put corrections and also links to things we might talk about that we don't put on our twitter and we have an email mostly murder but sometimes not at gmail.com in case you have any comments concerns or anything so yeah thanks for listening everyone aloha aloha Aloha. and 